Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Owning Your Legacy. Today, we're going to be talking about servant leadership. I'll be talking with Nick Economist and Gail Scott. Nick Economist is the co-founder, managing principal, and chief retirement officer of Fiduciary Financial Partners. He serves as the finance chair on the board for Entrepreneurs Organization of Chicago. He is a board member of Female Strong and also a board member of DuPage Legal Assistance Foundation. He's a father to three daughters and also a fellow Boilermaker. Gail Scott is the director of administration for Edlong. She's my right hand and I couldn't live without her. This conversation is really deep and emotional and we talk about how it is to really live servant leadership. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. Thank you for listening. Okay, so welcome. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you guys today? Good. Good, good. Thank you for joining me on Owning Your Legacy. We have Nick and Gail today, and we're going to be talking about servant leadership, which awesome. is a pretty cool topic. Really like cool it. topic. Yeah. So I'd like you both to introduce yourselves real quick and tell us tell us your story a little bit. Sure. I'm Nick Economos. I'm the managing principal at Fiduciary Financial Partners. So wait, your name, Economos and Fiduciary. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's actually... Like, do you get teased about that? I do. It actually, <laughs> it's actually, there's some entomology behind it. So the, the last name actually translates from ancient Greek to the steward of money. Oh, um, wow. Nice. So, yeah, so I don't know. I guess perfectly. I was born into this career. Steward, um, servant leadership. Yeah. It kind of all goes yeah. together. That's it's right. Good. Totally ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about sure. how you got to be where you are. And So, yeah, like from an early age, I kind of got into the financial markets. My grandfather was an immigrant. And so I used to, uh, you know, if I went over there for lunch, he lived in Berwyn, Illinois. Uh, and when I would go over there for lunch, he would have the little local ticker channel, uh, you know, stock market ticker tape channel going. Yeah. And I just naturally started asking questions and he taught me about the stock market. And so that's how I got interested in finance and, and investing. And uh, I found out that there was actually a major at Purdue um, called, go yeah, go Boilers, uh, <laughs> called financial counseling and planning. And so that's what uh, what I pursued. Yeah. Cool. So just kind of a, a natural uh, course for me. Literally, like in college, I started working with uh, some of the professors and some underprivileged people in the community doing some debt counseling. And, uh, and it was retirement planning for the professors. And uh, I just loved it. And so I kind of hung up my shingle right after I graduated and just kind of rolled up my sleeves and kind of dug in and went to the School of Hard Knocks and learned how to build a business. And yeah, yeah, and so kind of the rest is history. It's that 30-year overnight success story, I guess. Nice. If I'm a success, I don't know how you define it. Yes, you are. You are a rock star. So yeah, so that's kind of how it came to be. That's cool. Yeah. That's fascinating, too. And it's amazing that you found something so young that you love doing yeah it's kind of rare i think yeah these days most people change jobs seven times and i've been grinding it out i used to laugh because uh i always used to tell my friends like i'm paying to go to work and you guys are getting paid to go to work (laughs) so it was uh certainly a grind in the beginning yeah Yeah. but a lot of freedom you know i think owning your own yeah and that's you know i you know we're talking about values and things like that and um Freedom is one of my core personal values. Yes. Um, so I like to be able to have control of my time and mm-hmm. um, control of my potential. So that's, that's cool. important to me. My name is Gail Scott, and I work at Edlong. Um, I am the director of administration. Um, and and my right arm. And, and your and right arm. And exi- excited <laughs> and happy and privileged to be your right arm. So mm-hmm. I have... Uh, 
you know, I, I started out kind of in administration. I worked as an executive assistant for a long time. I started out in uh, at Edlong as your executive assistant. Um, I, you know, I wanted ways to help people. I want to try and make their lives easier. And I that's kind of been the goal and how I've gone about my career is just how can I find ways to make things run better? How can I find ways to make people's you know, experiences at work easier mm-hmm. and more productive. So that's kind of been how I approach my days. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And you're amazing at it and very intuitive and has, like, knows what's coming down the pipe and very, you know, has initiative, which is is a, not common. Yeah. I think it's a very unique trait, so. It feels well, natural to me, but yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I see that it's not sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that it's not. <laughs> okay, so let's dig into servant leadership. Sure. So, so I guess I would say, what? How would you define that? You know, I think I think servant leadership. I think it really is about serving. It, it, rather than making the focus be about you, um, it's really about uplifting the people around you, and really, I think importantly, understanding what is important to them and what they're trying to accomplish in their life, and and really supporting them in that effort. Right. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of different stakeholders that benefit from that. Not only um, you know our team. Um, but our, our clients, right, and, and our vendors, um, you know, it's kind of a, you know, we're all rowing in the same direction. And uh, so I think that that's really it. It's about really bringing people up and uh, helping them achieve their full potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think it applies to female strong? Huh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it, it naturally um, plays that. I mean, really, when you think about female strong, you know, our you know, what we're really trying to do is build future leaders and, um, um, you know, really support their mission and what they're trying to accomplish with their businesses. So, um, at least with the A group and then, you know, really just empowering women, right? I mean, I have three daughters, so um, it's super important to me yeah. that they um, can, you know, can can achieve what, what they want to achieve in this world. And, and certainly, uh, uh, I think, you know, there, there's, you know, deck is changing, you know, like it used to be kind of stacked against them. I think we've made a lot of progress over the years. So, I think so too. Uh, but that's important, I think, in, in really uh, um, supporting those young girls and helping them. Their um, confidence. Yeah, their confidence and building, um, um, you know, their experience level and their, um, you know, just, just developing. I think confidence is huge. I think that's one of the biggest gifts that I can, you know, you can try to instill in your children. And, uh, yes. Uh, so I think that that's important that we instill that in the in the girls. So and it's a labor of love. It is definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and your version, Gail? I think one of the most important things I think is making sure that the company's mission is something that's not just spoken but it's lived. So like at Edlong, your mission, the mission of the company is to enrich the lives of those we touch, and that I think is really. It, a huge example or a perfect example of a servant leadership mission mm-hmm. because you're not just trying to you know follow the bottom line and make profits that's important but you're also trying to make sure that the lives of the employees are are fulfilled they're full lives they're reaching their potential you want to make sure that you're having a positive impact in the community through like the work you do with female strong or in adlong through the work we do with you know initiatives like bigger table where we're really giving back to the community and really speaking or living what that value means to us in, in so many different ways. And I think that's like one of the most important parts of servant leadership to me. You have to live it. You can't yeah. just talk the talk. It's not, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, if it's that's just awesome words. because that's like, awesome. Uh, um, it's funny because we have a lot of alignment there. Our, one of our core values is serve first and it's not just um, 
serving our clients, but it's serving each other, serving yeah. the community. And uh, mm-hmm. I think when you do that, then everybody wins, right? Um, you know, I think you can accomplish a lot more when it's outwardly focused versus inwardly focused, right? And I think yeah, the traditional style of leadership, it's really been about the leader. And um, I think when you turn that pyramid upside down, right. make it about all the stakeholders, I think you can accomplish a lot more. I love our mission of enriched lives of those we touch. And it's so easy to make it external or internal. And I do, I do think we, it's what lights us up. Yeah. It's, and I'd say all of Edlong when we do, even when we have like STEM kids come in and they come to the labs and learn about how to make flavors or what, you know, even that there is such a thing as flavors. And right. It's, I can see all of our scientists just get so excited and energized by... Yeah, they light up about it. And and it's, it's like that personal through. fulfillment, yes. you know, yeah. which I think is important to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So tell us how you came up with your values, because we love your values. <laughs> and that's why you're uh, here. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, th- I'm glad they made the cut. The, <laughs> they um, did. Um, it was a struggle, I will tell you that. We, um, we spent uh, probably over two years on it. And uh, the first go around, we hired a consultant and... Um, it really, we just didn't really get to what I thought was the core. Right. Um, and so the second time around, we actually, um, it was like right after we implemented the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS. Ooh, traction. Um, yeah, traction. Yeah. So, um, so, so really what we did is we started each of us, cause we're in a small team. Um, each of us started with our own personal values and really trying to mm-hmm. define those. Um, so the task Yours was is freedom. Well, one of mine is freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, what other ones? Uh, freedom, um, spending time with my family, um, having a meaningful life, um, giving to others. You know, those mm-hmm. are those are some of my core values. Um, so, so what we did was um, we started with all our core values, and um, we did an exercise where we listed those out and then narrowed them down. Um, and then once we had those finalized, then we uh, came together as a team and did the same exercise really for the company, and. Um, we basically whiteboarded a whole bunch of different values. And then we um, did an exercise called um, kill, keep, or consolidate. And uh, so if you're, if you're familiar with the OS, that's part of, the, part of the deal. But basically all the ones that you know, didn't make sense, we got rid of. Um, the ones that really were common across the board, we kept. And then there were, by nature of like the exercise, some of the values that you're gonna list are very similar. So you just consolidate those down. And, so we narrowed it down to a list of about six, and then um, we had everybody kind of sleep on it and then rank them. And, uh, and then a few weeks later, we got back together and we went through and shared our rankings. And uh, from there, we just kind of consolidated it down to four. Um, and that's it. And, and the big question is, uh, really, like, are, are these who we are? Right. Um, Does you it know, fit? Is it fit? Is this really who we are? Or is it who we want to be? Or... Um, is it what we want our image to be? That was kind of the big questions we asked. And uh, that's what we use to kind of narrow it down to, you know, the core values. And so I think once we, you know, the difference, I think a lot of companies have stated values. You know, right. if you have, uh, I have friends that work for large corporations, they couldn't tell you what their their values are, right? And a stated value is, is really just, you know, that. I mean, it's a stated value. Right. It doesn't really have any meaning. Right. So, um, so we really wanted to make sure that the values that we select are, are really who we are and what mm-hmm. we do. So, and you hire and fire to them. We hire, fire, we reward, um, yeah. you know. Uh, all, the, and our all people analyze Yeah, people analyze all of that stuff. So we had that long share, the traction, love, and the same facilitator, yeah. Yeah. Ms. Bobby. 
But yeah, I think the, the way she had us go through creating our values, well, really, we were testing ours. Right. So when we met Bobby, we had values already. And it was there was a tornado going through Downers Grove. Awesome. We will never forget this day. <laughs> we were in the basement of her building. And you know Bobby. I mean, we know sure. Bobby. She would not let us stop. No. A tornado's yeah. coming. And we're she's like, these done. we're getting these done. <laughs> no reason to be stopping. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. But she had us think of, if you could clone a person a hundred times, you know, right. this would make your business successful. Mm-hmm. And think of those people. And that really was a cool exercise to help you think of what are the characteristics and the values of those people? And then yeah. that's kind of how we got to the core. To the core of what we and, and really we didn't change ours much. No. Which was good. But it was good to like pressure test it and make sure it still was us. And we added some texture and had a yeah. I had to do the like the CEO speech of the values one. And that was a good exercise too, I think. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And I think, you know, did you do a big event around sharing the values we and, did. and rolling yeah, that we out? Did. Yeah. We did. I think that's important. And we've and been we, working on it all year, really, trying to make sure that we're not just talking about it once a year or talking about it occasionally or just putting it up on the website. We're talking about living our values, you know, every quarter when we get together for a forum. We're trying to talk about it, every you know, week in the L10s. Yeah. yeah, at the L10s. We're just, it's, it's been it's, like the theme of the year is not just, you know, it, talking it, about the values, but living the values. It is. It's work. I mean, it's it just work. like, it's like marriage, right? You have to work <laughs> at it, you know? So it's the same kind of deal. I think it's, it's, uh, um, you know, it's not just like putting them on a piece of paper and then right. you're done, you know, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It's really about putting them into action and living those values. Yeah. And I, I think the goal is having colleagues use them amongst themselves, going, you know, like, you really didn't show ownership in this project. Or, you know, really right. even having the hard conversation, but using the values as a place to jump off of, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I think that's awesome. When you start to see your your team, your staff, everybody start to like, hey, you know what, this is... It's like one of our core values is no BS, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I see, I'll see a client, you know, I'll see an email to a client occasionally where it's like, hey, you know, one of our core values is this. And you know what? I dropped the ball and, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, that's perfect. You know? So yeah. it's, it's just owning it. And uh, it's, it's awesome. When, when that happens and you, you sense that, you know, across, you know, when, when the organization brings them to life, yeah. then, you know, they're core and, yeah. and you've got really good they're culture. Real. Yeah. Back to servant leadership. How do you make sure that you bring the best out in your people and really have their light shine? Are you asking me? I'm you. Yeah. I'm looking at her because she gave me okay. that question. Got I thought it. it was a brilliant yeah, question. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's another one of those things where I think you're constantly practicing that, right? And, yes. and looking to get better. Um, you, you know, one of the things that we, you know, seek to understand is that we, is is what's important to our to our team members, right? What what ultimately in their life, not just business related goals, but personal goals, um, and so it's really trying to support that and uh, help them make that a reality, or call them out when they're kind of deviating from what they said that was important to them. So mm-hmm. so I think that that's that's key to becoming a servant leader is really understanding your people and what's important to them and really trying to support them in all areas of their life, not just their professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that's important. I think, you know, at least for, for us, I think we want well-rounded people. We want, you know, there's more to life than work. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, you bring your whole you to, self to yeah, work. Find that balance. Yeah. Right. I mean, we all have life going on, so it's, it's really, you know, understanding that and having empathy and really, really trying to relate to that. And, um, yeah. You know, so. And back to attraction, I think the whole accountability chart thing was aha for us at Edlong of 
putting people in a seat where they're going to shine. Right. Where they're doing what they love, hopefully in line with their purpose and hopefully their calling. I mean, everybody has a calling. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out Absolutely. what that is. Can you, can you imagine being in a position where you just had a pit in your stomach every Sunday night going into work every week? Like, I, I don't, I don't wish that I, on anybody. No. And I've seen I, people yeah. and counseled people who have that feeling. And I, I certainly don't want any of um, you know the people on our team to, to feel that way. Right. Well, that was yeah. my son when he was at Edlong during the Is pandemic. that right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Mom, I hate this job. <laughs> He's not made for office work. Awesome. Yes, he's like, I cannot sit behind a desk all day. And he really, he worked in production and loved it. But, you know, you learn from what you hate, too. So. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so now he's doing woodworking and he's loving it. That's awesome. And, you know, learning from what you, you know, those bad experiences are really good experiences. Yes. You know, if you make yeah. them, if you choose. And we talk about that, delegate to elevate. I always have to think about that. But um, big, another big traction thing. But I think handing stuff off that you're not good at and giving it maybe to your integrator, for example, because I'm really bad at the detail stuff. And it's not like you're dumping on somebody because no. somebody else might really love, love that. that. They get energy, and right? It's right. Yeah. So it's checking the box. Figuring that so out of me, what but, yeah. lights your people up and yeah. what really doesn't light them up. And usually there's a way to figure that out. And having those conversations was a huge aha for, I think, the whole leadership team because we didn't yes. realize that there were stuff in there that were pain points for some people that were like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'd love to do that. I, yes. Like, let me let me add that. Exactly. So it's really great to find out what kind of like what people's passions are, what their secret like talents are that might not have been. Yes. There's obvious. diamonds in the rough you yeah. don't even know about. Sometimes. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and that's important. I think that that that's when you get, you know, when somebody's energized to come in and 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 give their best, right? It's because they're, they they're, own, they own it. they're just aligned with yeah. what 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 the the job is, you know, or what the responsibility mm-hmm. is and it makes the environment much more positive for yeah, everybody. Totally. If they have passion around it, they're going to be more innovative. They're going to look for better ways to do it because of, mm-hmm. of how much they love it and the, the and energy take they bring to risk it. too and yeah. not be afraid to fail. And that's a hard one of just Try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Absolutely. <laughs> what could go wrong? Well, and, and, you know, <laughs> and, and that's the thing too. And as a leader, like I think you have to be to to be real and be real honest with yourself. That like failures are what help you to grow. Absolutely. And so you can't you can't really, you know, you can help people understand the mistakes, but you can't fault people for making mistakes. I mean, if they're not making mistakes, then there's no growth happening totally in your organization. True. And so that's that's key, I think, to being a servant leader is is being willing to let people make mistakes and it's yeah. okay. It's okay to, to fail and we all do it. And I think that that's a really good point. Like you have to make your own mistakes. It's like parenting too. You can't tell your kids, they have to go through the pain. Right. And it's hard as hell. And it's same with employees and, and ourselves. It's That's when we learn the most is when you're in the, in the darkness for a little bit. Totally. And you tap into that wisdom. Yeah. But if you don't have it, in your own experience, it's really hard to even, you know, someone can tell you about it, but you got to experience it. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah, I think. And that's what it, that's what life's all about is those experiences, good or bad. And and we all and what have we the, take from them, what we learn from them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. we all have, you know, you can choose how you perceive that experience, whether it's good or bad. Right. Um, it, it's really only bad, I think, if you don't walk away with any growth from it. So and learning. Yeah. Absolutely. OK, so. Uh-oh. On that note, so tell me about what legacy you want to leave behind. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know, for me, it's it's about um, number one, family, like being being a good a good father, being a good husband, um, and uh, and supporting supporting my wife, supporting my kids, um, 
I, I want to give back to the community, and I try to do that through uh, uh, things like Female Strong or other organizations that I either give time or, or resources to. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's important in really making a difference in other people's lives. Uh, I think that ultimately is what will give my life meaning, and that's mm-hmm. that's really what what I'm looking for. So it's uh, good lessons uh, for your daughters. Hopefully. Um, you know, I think they're listening, you know, they don't always show it, but yeah, they're listening. They're taking away things. <laughs> they are. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think that that, that's really, I think, um, what will give my life meaning if I, if I can accomplish those mm-hmm. things. And becoming like a world-class water skier. Or snow skier or whatever. Or yeah. I don't know. Pickleball, fishing. Pickleball. Those, three, those three things are kind of my passions outside of work uh, and outside of family. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, those give my life a little bit of, uh. Uh, variety and, and some some fun. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah. And you, Miss Gill? Yeah, that, that that's not an easy question. And I think in a lot of ways, I'm still discovering what my legacy is going to be. But as I think about it, I know that um, I see a lot of my. I don't have any kids myself, but I have a niece, and I'm very close to her. And I see a lot of myself in her. And so, since she was young, since I started seeing that about myself in her. Right. I get a little weird here, but I've no, tried to make sure that I'm always being the best version of myself so that she oh, has a good role model. That's so, awesome. Beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. So that's one of the legacies I want to leave. I'm also working on a legacy at Ed Long, and I, I want to make a positive impact on the community because I think it's an amazing community. So I want to make sure that I leave Ed Long better than I found it, so to speak. Not that I'm planning on leaving. Good, because <laughs> you're not allowed. But, you know, and eventually we all retire. So. Yes, right. That's, yes. And I think with um, Ed Long and Riches, I know that's something that you're excited about, and we can make that even bigger and stronger. And, and where do we want to go with that? That gets pretty exciting for me, too. I'm, I yeah. like that one. Yeah, definitely. But I get the mirror thing. I mean, that's, uh, kids are a mirror, right? Whew. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be no hard. doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's good to face the mirror, though. It is. You know, I think, you know, my grandfather always used to say, you just got to be honest with yourself. And... And it's true. I think you mm-hmm. you really do. I think you'll find a lot of opportunity for growth when you're doing that, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, that rubs off on the people around you. Yeah, I'd say my, there my I've, so my five boys, they're all so different, so different. They couldn't be more night and day, and all teach me something for sure. But speaking of mirror, that would be my Garrett, and uh, so he's almost twenty six. And he's the one, I'm like, would you just chill? <laughs> and then I'm like, where does he get it from? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> like, oh. But it teaches you when right. you awesome. see it and you're, you're like, oh, my God, just relax. Yeah, yeah definitely. And That's cool. And then I had my other one, my 21-year-old, he's like the complete opposite. It's like everything just rolls off his back and he's chill. And I'm like, I want to be like that. I want more of that. So that's very cool. Well, thank you guys so much. This yeah, was a really awesome. fun chat. and. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much.